everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, Justin and I are chatting all things Dodgers reopening day. I'll share about a unique fan I encountered in Arizona and the wacky inspections that are happening all around baseball. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Welcome back, co-host. I didn't. I was starting to think that you might not ever invite me back. I don't. Do I need you? <laughs> well, I think everyone knows the answer to that. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's weird without you because I, I'm the captain of the ship and I can't look to anyone else to think of the next question or the next thing to say. It's all on my shoulders. It's a lot of pressure. I just, but I, I just wish I had a camera on you like before when you're getting ready to record with other people and see if you're like game face or if you're like anxiety ridden like you are when I'm here. I still freak out, but now I think I just tell the person that's coming on that I'm nervous and then we kind of talk through it and then I feel better. Okay. You were fine actually tonight. There was like no nerve. This was like the calmest I've ever seen you before an episode. Well, we, it's now or never. Well, we're on the road. We're, is this our first? Oh no. Well, I guess we did some episodes in the bubble, but we're in not sunny San Diego because it was rainy and cloudy tonight when we were coming back from the game. I actually got a nice little present from (laughs) a sprinkler on the side of the road when I was walking back to Petco to get you. It was a like comical sprinkler. It what was hotel is that? Do you even know? No, I have no idea, but I need to call their grounds crew and <sighs> just ask if that was a prank. I think there was someone probably up in a tower. They're like, hit her with the sprinkler <laughs> because that was absurd. It it was yeah. like when you're younger and well, we didn't have a pool growing up. And so our fun was when my mom would take out the sprinkler in the yard and we would run through it and try to dodge it and all that. And so it was one of those, one of the very large range sprinklers that I think was wasting a lot of water. And it got me. I wish I was like walking up when that <laughs> happened and I could just see your happy Gilmore moment in the ninth green at nine. No, that was me. <laughs> just kidding. Just doused with water i made you feel my hair not yeah, to was, check for any substance wet. but i had you feel oh. <laughs> feel my hair and the back of my jeans were wet which wow. wet jeans is the worst what a segue <laughs> what a lead in not yet we have a lot of ground to cover before we get there oh, let's man. turn back the clock we uh, had a very exciting night together for reopening day i think it was on june 15th June fifteenth. It was a uh, it was a great day for multiple reasons. Obviously, um, back to full capacity at Dodger Stadium. Um, it was great to see fifty thousand plus in the stands, uh, hearing that electricity, uh, the ovation. It was just phenomenal. I mean, it didn't. It never felt like Dodger Stadium last year, beginning of this year, and it, it finally feels like Dodger Stadium again. I know it's kind of strange because. I th- who was it? I want to say Mookie got on or something like right in the beginning of the game. And I was thinking it was piped in crowd noise because oh, I was yeah. just used to it. We had our wives baby shower up in the suite. So I wasn't in the thick of it with the fans, but I heard that first eruption of the crowd and it was nice, but it is crazy because I think the last percentage before 100 was 35 yeah i went from 35 to 100 real quick yes (laughs) which it's great but it's a lot i am not used to sitting next to people yet and i have to get used i'm also yeah there's a lot of things getting used to like the buffer of not being social for a year plus with a lot of people so i feel like you're like a big big like introvert at games like you just want to be in your seat and have your phone and do you watch your (laughs) hot dog or whatever you're eating or hamburger tonight i actually had let me think about it chicken wings eggplant 
and zucchini. Very obscure <laughs> dinner combination. <laughs> In the world. So they have at Petco, they have really, really great food. And that's their saving grace. And you have this little market. I think it's called Seaside Market. And I want to say it's similar to... Um, this is a very strange parallel, but I think like Terminal 4 at LAX is kind of representative of Jesus. places in LA. Like they have the Fairfax market and like the little spots. Yeah, it, It's not that obscure. No. But so I think this is a market in Cardiff that's being represented at the stadium. So they have the different food trucks that represent different restaurants. I'm not crazy. And I thought you loved the burger. Okay, so talked about it for like Hodads. Yes. And I think in my mind, because I have had so many so I'm doing a dairy free year, which actually ends July first. And I don't know how I made it a full year without dairy. Well But I did. Almost. I don't know. I, I think we found out some like heartbreaking details about the Starbucks sandwiches today. Yeah, I've been doing this Starbucks sandwich and saying no cheese. And then I realized there's a slight amount of milk in the egg, which, okay, they have, I need to have a bone to pick with Starbucks. I love their breakfast because I always do their oatmeal and the I usually just so grab good. a breakfast sandwich, but I don't eat the bread. Dino Ebo. Oh, 10 pounds of oatmeal morning <laughs> from Starbucks. So it's a $40 oatmeal. Yeah. So I'll usually just get the oatmeal and do a breakfast sandwich, but I'll just eat the bacon and the egg yep. and then I'll get a little packet of sriracha and it's perfect. And I found out, which I kind of knew, but I didn't want to check. And the app now has the ingredients listed by each part of the sandwich and milk was listed on there. So I guess I've had milk in that, but it's, if you don't know it, I don't think it's, I don't think I have to start my year over. I don't think that's how it works. I think I just move on. No. Yeah. It was unintentional dairy. But they have so. impossible sausage breakfast sandwiches there with egg with milk in it, which obviously yeah, why, egg why is have not vegan. Milk is it not vegan. Doesn't make sense. Do I say milk? Weird. Milk. Milk? <laughs> no, milk. <laughs> I say it with an E. Anywho. And so the bread has dairy in it as well on the impossible sandwich. They just need a plant-based, well, not plant-based, like have egg, but come on. Well, there's just not, there's zero actual dairy-free options. Except it was heart, it was heartbreaking when oatmeal. we found out the little egg bites. Well, yeah. Dairy. Those like are, those were, and they have four of them and now they have a new like mushroom and ugh. spinach one and it has... Yeah. Dairy in it. We're so off topic right now. Okay. Let's reel it back in. Yeah. I don't even know what we we're talking about. So June 15th. Oh, my meal tonight. So oh, I, I thought had we my were meal. going back even further than that. Yeah, we are. You mentioned that I probably just <laughs> sit at the game alone with my hot dog. And in actuality, I was chomping eggplant during your second at bat. So, oh. well. I thought you would send me the emoji at least and be like, oh, having dinner. I, <laughs> I thought it was mushrooms when I ordered it. But anyways, they have a thing in there where you could pick an entree and you get two sides $14. What a deal. And yeah, anyways, that's okay, it. Can we so, go back to where we actually were now? Yes. June, June 15th. Are you taking over as host? Reopening day. Yeah. Maximum capacity, 35 to 100. And it was really cool because it was, uh, it was my bobblehead. It was your long awaited bobblehead night. It was kind of like bobblehead 2.0 because they actually sold them last year. Yeah. I found out that they, sold this bobblehead on the last day of the regular season last year in a ticket package. I think maybe they like were nervous if you guys lost in the first round or you didn't resign that they would just have 40,000 mini Justins in a warehouse. So it's smart. You got to get rid of it. And then it came with a, I think it was $29 and it came with a $20 ticket gift card and yeah. your bobblehead. And I didn't even really think about it. I knew it looked familiar because normally I kind of see like along the way, I'll get like little photos sent to me of what it looks like. And it looked very familiar. And then someone commented on a post and said, oh, I already have that one. I'm like, that's strange. Because I know sometimes people list them on, like when they yeah. buy the tickets to the game, they already list them on eBay and pre-sell them. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe they bought it from someone. And then I searched my email and there was an, e an email from the team from September 29th last year. 
So doing the math, so usually when it's it's bobblehead night, they do 40,000. The first 40,000 people get it. And for this one on June 15th, I think they only had 25,000 bobbleheads. Yeah. I don't know so if that's th- how many they're Does that doing. mean that they sold 15,000 bobbleheads last year at the end of the season? I don't know. That seems like a lot. Not that seems saying like a that lot. you don't deserve to sell that many, but let me see. No, it doesn't really say like how many the Max one has or the Cody one has. Well, usually it's 40,000. Yeah. They usually say the first 40,000. Yeah, but I wonder if so. that's how many they have for the other guys too. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But it was exciting. It was a lot because I was helping prep the baby shower upstairs and I had to bop down. Well, it was a lot because... And I'm in like a formal gown and so I just throw your jersey over my dress so it looked a little matronly but it was also a lot because you came early and it still took you two hours to get to the stadium and apparently everyone was just like oh yeah like no one got in on time. the group chat was popping yeah all the girls were one of the wives not happy one of the wives i won't mention left like at 45 minutes before the start of the game and said she was still sitting in traffic in like the fourth or fifth inning and just turned around and went home. Yeah. And she never made it to the baby shower. And we never saw her again. (laughs) (laughs) She's still in traffic. So the the good news is that the stadium's open. The bad news is, is the traffic getting into the stadium is back. So if you're coming to games this week uh, for the first time, give yourself plenty of time because it was... uh, it was kind of chaotic, I Honestly, guess. Honestly, we wanted this, though. In April, when the streets were empty in L.A., we were saying we missed traffic, so... Nah, no one misses this traffic. I promise you that. I think it was just a... There was an issue with the MLB app because all the parking is digital now, which I am so... Honestly, well, all I was thinking about when Walker had the no-hitter going was the no-hitter, but then I also thought that the tickets were digital and no one would have a ticket from the game. Yeah. And me as a scrapbooker and ticket collector, that started to stress me out. Yeah. But everything is digital and I think the app went down and then, I don't know, I'm not going to tell anyone how to do their job, but there was a certain parking director that was just missing my light seven rotations in a row. So he heard my horn a few times. And Oh yeah? You, to- you tooted your horn at him? I tooted, I tooted and booted <laughs> at him. I just think... You got to keep it one, 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 or whatever it was. You got to keep it. And I just saw that other side going and he said, oh, well, you know, they're not going into the stadium. They're just crossing. But they were. They were also making that right. So, well, I don't know what number episode it was, but when we had Janet Marie Smith on here and we asked her about the gondolas, like clearly (laughs) maybe that that will. uh, I don't know with how rowdy the fans have been on both sides. I don't know about a post-game gondola ride. (laughs) It makes me very, very nervous. And in away stadiums too. Yeah. People are, I think it's partially, well, everyone's fired up already at the game, especially when rivalries come into play. But I think not being around crowds for so long, people just forget how to act. I don't know. I've had a lot of strange interactions with people I know and st- complete strangers. So, well, leaving leaving San Diego today, leaving Petco, I have a little secret and exit that I always go out that's separate of the bus. And I went to go out there, and one of the security ladies is like, "You can't go out that way." And I was like, "Oh, it's okay. Like I've come in and out of this entrance every day." And she's like, "No, I'll get." you're not supposed to go out there. I'll get in trouble because there's too many fans out there. And I was like, well, no, like there's a lot of fans waiting by the buses. And if I go that way and I'm, I'm actually walking back to the hotel, I was like, so if I go that way, that's where I'm going to run into a lot of fans. And she was like, well, you can't go this way. There's too many fans out here. And I'm like, no, 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 that's the point. Like, that's why I'm trying to go this way. <laughs> so right. I don't have the mob of fans that are waiting by the buses. And she just wasn't having it. She wanted to feed you to the wolves. So I, f- I got fed to the wolves. Were there fans? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, lots of them. Dang. Took a lot of pictures. That's okay. Signed a, there, was a, there was a cute little girl. And she had a sign and it said, like, Justin Turner is my favorite player or something. So I signed her. Aw. Signed her sign. That's cute. Yeah. Good to be around the fans again. I saw you got to sign in the park. 
today. Yeah, yeah. It's hard with those stupid nets, though. I know it. it I know I saw you everyone, doing a but claw you just can't, through the like, net. It was very strange. You can't like get the baseballs, so like you have to hold it through one of the little tiny squares on the net, and it's so hard to sign. I, I feel bad because it's like I signed it, but it's not even like a clean signature because it's so hard to do it. Yeah. And the nets now, well, I don't know if it's COVID or if the nets, but now they don't make people wait until the end of the inning to come down to their seats. Yeah. You just free roaming. Oh, I was on the aisle today and I just had a steady, I should have done a time lapse of the game of just the hundreds of people going by. <laughs> I almost did the like stop short on a few people and been like, wait, 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 wait. But alas, we wanted the crowds. Yeah. We, we wanted, got the crowds. We wanted to be back in it. Um, back to your bobblehead night, you had a, well, you kind of joked with me about doing the first pitch. I don't think you were serious. I was dead serious. I would need like a month to prep. I don't want to embarrass. I'm not going to bounce it. I'm not going to go halfway. I'm, I don't think I've seen a wife go to the mound and I'm going to the mound. So Courtney's the person that likes to like say, no, 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 no. I don't want to do it. No. And then when I'm like, okay, and I pivot and we go in a different direction, then she likes to give me crap saying I never let her do it. That's you. I just needed more time. It was a lot with the baby shower. <laughs> I need a full like <laughs> Mr. Miyagi training session before. But it all worked out because we had Natalie Garcia come yes. and throw out. It's actually her third first pitch that she's thrown she out She should me. be on salary at this point. Yeah. She needs to be have a roster spot. And she's just such a sweet young girl and she's so brave and um, it was awesome to invite her back out and she was feeling up for it yeah. and came out and it was funny because I asked her, I said, so you know, the when she first threw out the first pitch was like three or four years ago. Yeah. And I'm not sure, how, how old is she now? She's I think she, when she first threw it, was she eight? Eight, maybe? yeah. And I think that was seven, in 2018. Yeah. So, and yeah. she had her little... Um, tutu. Her blue tutu on. And the first time, I swear she was just like a bulldog, like not scared at all. Yeah. And just excited and not a worry. And then this was her third one. And I was like, how are you feeling? And she's like, I'm so nervous. I know. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. And, and it was the first day with full capacity. Yeah. So I mean, it was a packed house. That's when I need to do the first pitch or the yeah. anthem is when it's at 10%. I think I missed my window. I but I done, asked like, her. The zoom, the zoom first pitch. <laughs> I asked her, I said, so what do you want to do? Do you want to go all the way back to the dirt? Or are you just going to stand in front of the mound on the grass? And she was like, oh, I'm kind of nervous. I think I'm just going to stand short. And I was like, okay, that's perfect. Like, you're going to be great. Everyone's going to love you. And then, you know, <laughs> she went out to the line and they put her on the board and she waved everyone. And then she's like, all right, Natalie, it's your time for your first pitch. And she ran all the way to the dirt. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> yes. And she so she threw so the cute. pitch and it was so cute. And, you know, her, her grandma and... A lot of her family were there, actually. Yeah, so her mom was there. It was really cool. So her grandma was actually who I reached out to to see if they wanted, because I knew she was coming to the game for your bobblehead and that she was up for it. And so I asked if she would throw another first pitch. And I think it was, oh, yeah, the night before, her grandma texted me and said, you know, I can never thank you enough and I can never repay you, but I cook. And I also make really good salsa. Mm -hmm. So let me know if I can ever help out you guys at the foundation. <laughs> I'm like, salsa? What? Yeah, you're speaking her language. <laughs> and she's like, wait, can I bring you some tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about the logistics of getting salsa into the game because in my mind, I'm thinking of like a plastic container from a restaurant yeah, of yeah. salsa and she's like i'm gonna bring you some and <laughs> so the person that was meeting them to get them their tickets to the parking lot carla i wrote her and i was like do you think you can get some salsa from <laughs> natalie's <laughs> grandma for me and she didn't i don't she didn't even think it was weird or anything she's like yeah, yeah i'll grab it for you i'll put it in the wives room that's fine and so i had 
It wasn't best. just a jar of salsa. It oh, was no. a basket. It was a full gift basket and it was I think three different kinds of salsa. Yeah, salsa verde and then there was the one with the guac and stuff in it. Yeah. She puts guacamole in it. Yeah, and she's like, "Do you want it like And then there's like mild, a super spicy medium, one, right? Hot or super spicy. And I said, "Super spicy." There was everything in there, like yeah. michelada mix. And oh, yeah, there were cans of michelada <laughs> mix, yeah. I know, yeah. and Carla's like, be careful with the spicy one. It's really, really spicy. Like, try a little, like, on a chip before you dive in. And I sent her a photo of the jar, and it was, oh, it was yeah, two-thirds empty. the first night you ate, like, the whole thing. Yeah, it's gone. I'm going to need some more salsa. Oh, man. But anyways, Natalie was great, and that yeah. was so cool to have her out there throw another first pitch and, you know, give her a chance to shine in front of 50,000 people. I know. I feel like stage mom when we have anyone out to do a first pitch. I just want them to do so well and not be nervous. And I asked her if you guys had played catch because I came down a little bit after you'd met her. I was like, do you guys get a chance to play catch? She's like, no. Well, I even asked her, I said, I asked her if she wanted to go meet Brad because Brad Paisley was singing the anthem. Yeah. I got bumped for Brad. (laughs) It's fine. And anyways, um, and she was too nervous. She was too nervous to even want to go say hi to Brad. But you didn't get bumped for Brad. They booked Brad like months ago for it's reopening a joke, day. Justin. Yeah, I didn't bump you. If you're gonna get bumped for anyone, though, get bumped for Brad Paisley, an award-winning country singer. Oh man, that was a long opening day. We just talked about. It <laughs> <laughs> was a long opening Jesus. day. People are probably like, move on. I know it feels like it was a while ago, but I think it was only two weeks ago. No, I think it feels like it was a while ago because it was like 185,000 degrees in Arizona. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, (laughs) it was so hot. I don't I don't really mind the dry heat. I think it is. So I have a hard time getting in a car that's been in the sun and not burning my butt cheeks. That's a difficult one because I'm usually wearing shorts. Yeah. I think I need to have a towel or a t-shirt or maybe one of the uh, windshield, the sun visors. I said I was going to bring those back. I think in the 90s, they used to have cartoon characters. You could get a Looney Tunes one or something. They're still in. Seeger has one, puts one in every single day. Yeah, he's very serious about it. When he parks, he puts his little sun visor. Yeah, so I think I'm going to try to get one. Maybe there's like a cool character one I can find because I just... And then once your butt cheeks are burned, you're just overwhelmingly hot and it's difficult. And then it's like sweaty cheeks on the seat. I know. Your legs like stick to the seat. (laughs) (laughs) It's just gross. You grab grab the seat belt and it's like a million degrees and you burn your hand and then you put your hands on the steering wheel and it's on fire. And you're just just like, what do I do? And we had the brilliant idea of going and getting you an oil change, which obviously you have to <laughs> like kill the engine for them to change your oil. So we're just sitting there roasting. But I have to say a mad, ridiculous amount of respect for anyone that works outdoors in Arizona. And even sprinkler testers or pool, I don't know, people that swim laps for a job. That is even... <laughs> Swim laps for a job. I don't know. <laughs> what job is that? I'll even sign like up. cannonball <laughs> tester. I don't, anyone that, that even plunges into a pool outside in Arizona, I still have a great deal of respect for them. Well, yeah. I mean, we went and got our oil change and there was, I mean, we waited in line for like an hour. Yeah. And they're in like. Minute oil change or whatever it was called. They're in Several like minute oil change. Black jumpsuits. Right. Wearing masks and like just. 118 120 degrees with the hot engines with hot engines just getting after it yeah i even told the guy i was like man dang respect <laughs> like i don't know how you're doing this yeah like with the mask on yeah like whew. and the sleeves yeah. it's a lot but they were great yeah they Shout were out. so nice yeah Shout what was out. the name of the place um, Valvoline. Valvoline. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the Valvoline, Valvoline Peoria. Crew. You guys hooked it up. <laughs> if you're listening. Thank you. I mean, Court found a great deal on Groupon while we were in line. <laughs> I we did. We got like a $99 oil change for like $42. Yeah. I think it was actually cheaper than that. But <laughs> if, I mean, if there is a Groupon on the internet for a business, I am finding it and you are scanning it for me. She gets mad at me when I order anything and I'm like, oh, I ordered this. And she's like, did you use a coupon? And I'm like, I know. You no. Said you and found she's like, these- why wouldn't you 
Use a coupon. I mean, I did lay off the couponing a little during the pandemic because I knew that businesses were struggling. But this place, judging by the line that was around the block, they were not struggling. They They could afford my Groupon. And you ordered, you said you ordered board shorts the other day. And I I Googled and there was a coupon. I don't know what the website was, but like we have our (laughs) like wet room at the stadium in LA and there's like a hot tub and a cold tub. And I usually just wear my regular Adidas shorts or whatever, but then like the chlorine and the chemicals and stuff like fade the shorts. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I Instagram got me with one of their ads. They do that. I don't know what the company's called, but and now these, I'm going to get ads for it. Whatever you're saying right these now, these LA Dodger like board shorts like popped up while we were waiting in line for an oil change. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to order these board shorts. Wait, you ordered them in the car while we were sitting in the car. I could have. Oh. And then I, right when you told me, of course I do the thing where I look up the coupon after you're and like, just you tell you. had 20% off. It's true. Whatever. You could have. So I'll have board shorts, LA board shorts when I, uh, get back to LA. <laughs> Hopefully they have a lot of hits in them. Lucky you. Well, <laughs> you're not going to be wearing them on the field. True. Very, well, maybe I'll wear them underneath my uniform. You never know. Hey, if I'm on the mound, maybe I have to pitch and they have to do a substance check. I can just drop my baseball pants and have my LA Dodger board shorts on. <laughs> wow. That's happening. I mean, it's definitely going to be very Sergio Romo, like dropped his pants down to his knees tonight. It's going to be very magic Mike out there. Yeah. It's a lot. It It already is. Arizona was a lot. I was sitting by myself at the game, the very first game. Oh, you got to tell this. You (laughs) tweeted about it. I'm sure people want to hear about your, your your new friend that you made. See, I don't. So I get down to my seat and there was a guy already sitting there with who I'm assuming was his date. And he, I don't know, you can always tell. And I feel like I should have a book of things that I've overheard from my seat of, I don't know, it could be anything ridiculous. It could be things explaining baseball rules, something like that. But the guy's like, oh, are you by yourself? I said, yes. He's like, okay, cool. Cause these are not our seats, but we didn't like the vibe over there. So we just chose to sit over here. I was like, cool. I'm not in the mood to really care. So let's just, we got this. They seemed like Dodger fans. So it was cool. If they're Diamondbacks fans, I probably would have been like, yeah, my friend's on our way, but I was solo. And this guy, I don't know what it is about. I don't know if it's mansplaining. Cause I feel like that's a a thing. I don't know if it is, but this I think, guy, I think, yeah, I think that's exactly what he was trying to like. But I don't off. even know. It was just him trying to act like he knew. I don't know. He started talking about, well, first of all, he did this thing where he had a Google, a droid, I guess, where you can ask it. I guess it's like Siri, but he was doing it in the middle of the game. So he would hold it up to his face, like an inch from his face. And he's like, Google, is Max Muncie on the IL, like yelling it out. I'm like, sir, you can type this. You don't need to ask <laughs> the section. And I actually could have answered it for him if he just turned to his right. And then, so in the stadium, they have the many banners of the Diamondbacks that they won their World Series from, when was that, 2001? One. I don't know. And then the wild card win from 2017-ish. And then all the other jazz in the teal and the purple and all that i don't know anything about diamondbacks history (laughs) you know their old colors. i know their colors i don't know what years they like won okay but it's up they're up there they're up there yeah yeah okay 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 (laughs) and so he does the thing again where he's like have the diamondbacks always worn because he saw the serpentine or what what they were wearing the like mustard yellow serpentine okay so for being the nl west super fan that this guy was claiming to be he was very confused when they changed their jerseys to the serpentine jersey. Which, by the way, they look like the old Astros uniforms. <laughs> Those like gold and, oh. and they were like the gold and black. Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel like we're playing the Astros. So the colors are, I mean, they're everywhere. The colors of the team. And obviously that's not their regular jersey. But yeah. he was asking his phone about the Diamondbacks colors. And like if they've always worn the tan and just... Again, he could have turned to his right and been like, hey, 
fellow Dodger fan, <laughs> do you know anything about the NOS? And you should have said, actually, sir, they have 37 different uniforms that they wear. <laughs> so then he starts going on saying he studies pitching and this pitcher only throws a 91 to a 93 mile per hour fastball. And in all of his studies of baseball, that is the pitch that guys should be able to hit after they've seen it once. So in this man's world, after one time through the order, everyone should just be absolutely crushing this guy's apparently only one pitch that he had. Yeah. And the girl's just like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, hopefully they start hitting it. Like, I don't, it was just, <laughs> he was, <laughs> I don't know. I was stressed out because... The, I don't know. I just always, it was too much. That's not, you haven't even told the best part about the story. Which, oh, the, yeah, there's more. So then, well, he interrupted this by having his girl go get him concessions. <laughs> he didn't go with her. And then he's voiced texting her what he wants. And he says, she's asking if he wants anything on his hot dog. And he says, ketchup is for pussies, like as loud <laughs> as possible as I'm eating French fries with ketchup. Wow. Directly to his right. So I'm like, oh, hello, sir. What a date. What a, what a, what a guy. I know. And she's sending him photos of the menu as if there's more than two things on it. Anyways. <laughs> so. <laughs> I could just imagine he's like, hey, Google, text Linda. Ketchup is for like what? <laughs> it was ridiculous. I feel like it's that older generation. It wasn't even that old, but when they realize they can voice text things yeah. or like ask Siri things and they just can't stop doing it. Yeah. So then there was one where he got mad that, oh, some it was no outs and he wanted someone to score from third. And he was like, you have to score on that. I don't care if like you get thrown out at the play. Like you have to try to score on that. And that was the first time where I was like, not with no outs. So Lux like, Lux was on first and someone hit a ball. At least you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Gavin was on first, who, by the way, is one of our fastest guys. And someone hit a ball, base hit in the right center. And that's when he was like losing his mind that Lux should have scored and there was no outs. Yeah. So then the real kicker of the entire evening was, so you were shifted to the right, which you are, I feel like, half the time now. No, probably... Whenever there's a left-handed hitter. I mean, yeah, like you're spending a lot of time on the right side. So this guy was about to alert Dave Roberts that no one was at third base. He like put his arms out, like stop everything and was telling his date like, oh my gosh, I've never, they forgot to put a third baseman out there. The whole, <laughs> he's he in a panic over the shift. It's safe to say this guy does not like the shift. He doesn't even know it exists, but he also studies the fastball and knows that you should be able to hit a 91 mile per hour fastball and well, catch up is for pussies. You know, he probably thought that I had to like take a dumper in the middle of the game, but they didn't want to take me out of the game. So they just sent us out there without a third baseman. Like, oh no, we're just not going to have him out there. He didn't think to count how many people were on the field. <laughs> he just was saying, I, I cannot even believe. And then he saw you over there and he's like, what is he doing? doing like a, just very very worked up over this and it was a lot there was a lot more and I think I maybe just stopped paying attention it's really hard for me to tune someone out once they're on my radar that's the problem once he started I'm like this is too good and I just I don't know I hope they're very happy together yeah I think it's always funny for me like sitting in and obviously you're a very, very informed and knowledgeable baseball person. Um, but sitting in the, in the stand, just sitting in the stands and hearing people like talk, right? It's just, it's always funny to me. Oh, the guy last night at, in San Diego was leaning over the dugout and he's like, Gonsolin, we need you to come back off the IL and like, and pitch for us. I'm like, Tony started yesterday. Yeah. Like, what a fan. You have no idea who pitched <laughs> yesterday and you're yelling at him to like get healthy and come back. I'm like, come on. What are you doing? I don't know. It's funny. We love all our fans, honestly. I know. It's just <laughs> funny to like poke fun at some of them that act like super fans. And then, well, it's, it's funny when they're trying to like impress somebody by how much they know. Right. <laughs> and, 
I just, I can't see myself yelling into a dugout at a player if I don't know 100% what I'm talking about. No. I think there was probably some alcohol involved. So a little liquid courage, but. It happens. It happens. But it's, I'm, again, I'm, I had a whole year of being on my couch and not being around fans. So I have to say it's a very entertaining. And for the most part, everyone has been great and excited. It's just funny. I have a really, and I'll say something to whoever's sitting next to me and they're like, I don't even know how you hear that. Like I don't (laughs) even pay attention to what people are saying and I just can't turn it off. I don't know. It's hard for me. You hear everything. I know. I'm a little creep. She's a creep. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I don't know if our bass registers that low on this. (laughs) Maybe I should sing the anthem. That would be a real treasure. Well, everyone would leave. (laughs) Do you want to talk about your experience leaving sunny Arizona? Oh, I'm sure everyone knows. I mean, I tweeted about it. It was, we were getting ready to leave and then they, they text everyone. They're like, Oh, bus times push back 20 minutes. The AC on the plane broke. And we're like, Oh man, that sucks. Good thing you don't need it in Arizona. Yeah. Just open the like windows. It was, <laughs> like it was <laughs> 118. But uh, they're like, yeah, we're going to push the bus back 10, 15 minutes and try to figure out if we can find a way to cool the plane down. So we're like, all right. They get on, finally get on the bus, head over to the airport, which is pretty close in Arizona. And then they come on the bus and they're like, hey, we're going to wait another 15, 20 minutes. We're still trying to cool the plane down. And then finally they're like, you know what? Just We're just going to get on the plane and go. And we're Okay, so we get on the plane, and it's about 100 degrees on there, and sit down, and I mean, a lot of guys were just shirts off <laughs> immediately. It was so hot, and I was dumping bottles of water on my head, sitting what? there waiting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Like in look, the seat or in the sink? You know how, like on flights, when you're getting ready to, no, I'm right in my seat, just dumping water on my head. You know how when you're like getting ready to take off on on most flights, it they always like turn the air off for like ten fifteen minutes, and it like gets like stuffy on the plane. Like this was like that on steroids, and it was the <laughs> whole time. It was just I had like sweat just like beating down my back. You're very hot at all times. Oh my god, it was oh it was so bad. Like you keep our house very cold and I keep the thermostat at like 68 and that's even hot uh, for me. Okay. 66. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know the last time it's touched. 68. But like I get like if the air turns off in the middle of the night, like I wake up yeah. and I'm hot. So this was just, uh, it was brutal. You could have drove with me. I should have. Down the eight freeway. Yeah. I actually got through one point of the eight freeway and my phone sent me a text message that said, welcome to Mexico. Here are your texting rates while you're out of the country. And I actually had to pull up my maps on my phone and make sure that I was in fact still in the United States. (laughs) Did you get, uh, did you get charged? I don't know. I have to check and I have a bone to pick with them if I did, because I was actually kind of, I mean, you're right there along the border-ish, but it's not close enough where I think Verizon should have picked up. I mean, yeah. that was a little aggressive on the coverage, but well, but it was nice. I loved her. I'm glad I'm back to driving. It was nice. Had the pups with me. Yeah, you got the new the new uh, seats in the back. Yeah, the new puppy car seats. Kind of life changing, huh? It is. It's really really nice, especially when you're eating and <laughs> have like the pups hanging out on your lap. Yeah, before we had just put a bed in the front seat and they would just kind of hang out down there and yeah. jump on jump on whoever's driving's lap and go to sleep or look out the window. But we finally got responsible and got the car seats in the back yeah. and they got their little harness and they're hooked up. And, and trucker courts back actually, on the road again. I thought they were going to hate it and be miserable. and No, it's like a little comfort cry, pod. But they love it. Yeah, they love nice. it. Yeah. Highly recommend. Where'd you the buy little it dogs. Of? I don't know. Yeah. Petco, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> something like that. Shout out. Look for a coupon code if you're going to order it. <laughs> they work. They work. Well, should we talk about the elephant in the room? 
Well, yeah. not with us. Well, I don't think, eh, I don't know. Apparently you can't have a light glove either. There's been all kinds of stuff going on. It is is some, there is some wacky stuff happening. It's all Joe West's fault. He made the dude from the Cardinals change his hat a couple of weeks ago, and it's just been a big, giant downhill snowball ever since. So, yeah, it was, it's been wild. Obviously, we saw uh, these guys started checking, and then the Nationals game today, uh, the visiting or the opponent's manager – called for a check in the middle of the inning, which is like crazy. He'd already been, Scherzer had already been te- checked twice. And then Girardi sends him out there and says he's grabbing his hair too much or something, which is just ridiculous. I mean, this is. They actually uh, ran their fingers through his hair because he said, do you want to check my hair? And then the umpire honestly did like a full Pantene through the locks to check. I mean, we 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 just got a full capacity allowed uh, because of COVID, and now they're having umpires run their hands through people's hairs. <laughs> I told I our umpires tonight they they have they actually have um, uh, combs. No, they have uh, <laughs> hand disinfecting. Oh, whatever. I was like, <laughs> and uh, so every time they go in and they do a check on a glove and a hat, then they put their little hand little sanitizer on and, yeah so it, it's just crazy the way and and i mean to happen to scherzer that i mean he's a hall of famer and if you're gonna call him out like that like kirsch said uh, in his post game if you're gonna call him out like you better find something is this one of those things though where a manager can I mean, there's no penalty if you call them out and there's nothing there. Do you think that they're going to start well, to is, add some though. form of a penalty? It's in. It's written in the new rule that if it's deemed that the manager is only doing it to break the pitcher's rhythm, that's not okay. So right, like, this was clearly... He referenced that he was touching his hair and apparently Girardi had watched him pitch and paid attention to him touching his hair before. And he said that he's never made a move like that. So he had reason to believe. So I guess you maybe have someone, because if this is one of those things that you can use in your favor and kind of one of those, well, if this is how it is, then we're going to do it. Kind of like no one really loves like the replay review or all of that. But this is now something where you can maybe have someone in the video realm where you say, oh, keep an eye on the pitcher. If they keep going to a certain spot, then we have a way to break the rhythm, especially if they're dealing and they're striking a bunch of guys out because so many pitchers are so meticulous and routine. And even the pregame, a lot of pitchers, even having to get checked before the pregame, they're down to the minute, the second of what they do. And so this is already kind of throwing them off a little bit and so i don't know if well i'll tell you this much like the only thing that's legal now according to the rules is rosin like there's a rosin bag on the back of mound that's what's legal and just rosin alone is this the rosin that i used to use on my violin bow in orchestra yeah yeah i imagine like it looks like honey just rosin (laughs) alone doesn't do anything like it takes sweat and rosin, as I'm sure most of you guys who follow the Dodgers saw Bauer's video that he did in the dugout with sweat and rosin, it takes a lot of sweat and rosin to kind of get any kind of tack on the ball or apparently some really good tack because the ball stuck to his hand. But you're going to see guys going to their hair and to their face and to their arms trying to get as much sweat as they can to use the rosin so they can get some kind of tack on the ball. Like that's just going to happen. That's going to be a thing. You're going to see more guys going. And like, the point is, is like most every pitcher was using something, some substance. I don't know. I'm not going to say anyone was using or everyone was using spider tack or whatever, but there was some, you know, sunscreen and rosin or a little bit of pine tar and rosin or whatever there was something to get a little bit of tack on the ball so for Girardi to (laughs) say I've never seen him go to his hair that much 
like this is the first time he's doing it. Well, it's like, yeah, he's not probably not using, you know, whatever he used prior. Right. That wasn't necessarily like, I'm not saying he used spider tack. I'm just saying like he maybe used some sunscreen and rosin, which is like a very popular way to get tack on the ball. And that's not really like performance enhancing. It's not making your spin rate go through the roof, but like if you're used to having that stuff and now you don't have it, you're going to go to your hair or your arms or to try to get some moisture to mix with the rosin so you can get some adhesive on your fingers. So you're going to see all kinds of pitchers doing stuff that you haven't seen a member do before because they're trying to find a way to get a grip on the ball. Is Arizona going to open the roof so they can? Arizona and Colorado is going to be awful because it's so dry there. Yeah. It's even harder to like get tack on the ball. I mean, at least in Arizona, it's 120. So it's, it's not hard to sweat, even though they're well, playing they're, inside yeah, the roof's globe, but, but it's still, it's still hot in there. It's yeah. not like, it was like 78. It's not like our, our bedroom temperature at like 66, <laughs> like it's still warm inside and you can sweat. But, um, like in Denver, those balls are like cue balls. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do there to be able to, to get a grip. Do you get a grip? Yeah. Do you think it changes throughout the season or you think this is what it'll be through October? Um, I just can't see it. it. It's, you know, what's weird is like watching them do the checks the last two days. They like glance in the hat, glance in the glove and then they're like, okay, you're good. Yeah. It's really quick. So they're not even like checking guys hands to see if they're sticky. It's just, it's just kind of like a, it almost seems like a facade. I wash baseball to be like oh we're taking care of this you know we're checking the guys and but i don't think a guy wants to be caught with something so they're not gonna do it no no one wants to get shut down for 10 games but i just don't know like what it'll be interesting to see if someone if someone gets caught and how they get caught because i mean the way i've observed the checks the last two days like you got to be pretty stupid to (laughs) get caught with the substance. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And then, and the other thing is like, you know, some of these pitchers aren't obviously aren't happy about this and they're just making an absolute mockery. I mean, like I said, Romo basically undressed (laughs) for his check today. I mean, he pulled his pants down to around his knees. So that's another thing that's just going to be a bad look. I think it's also kind of mental. I could be totally wrong, but I think if you're a pitcher that, whether you used something or you didn't, now everyone's going to say, oh, is this person going to be pitching different now that they don't have it? And it's kind of, oh, I have to prove to them I don't need it or I didn't use it or all of that. And so I feel like that could maybe add to extra pressure the first few starts to make sure you're, I don't know, not hyper-focused on losing I, spin rate or all that. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's going to be tough. It sucks that It sucks that some guys went, too far and use the spider tack to literally like enhance their performance. And it sucks that I feel like the commissioner knew about this for a few years now. And, um, I don't know. I just don't know what he could have done or if he could have prevented this before it got out of hand. But now for the guys that have used something just to have tack and feel on the ball, like their whole careers, now they're getting punished even though they weren't doing it to really enhance their performance. They were just doing it to help them command the ball, which is kind of the point of having um, rosin, pine tar, uh, sunscreen. So yeah, it just sucks for it sucks for those guys who are just using, you know, whatever for tack and they can't even use that anymore because some other guys were using spider tack or super glue or Gorilla Tack or whatever those other names are. <laughs> That's what I would use. Uh, do you <laughs> think? Do you think it's just hyper focused right now and it becomes second nature? Do you think the manager challenges and that sort of thing are going to be super prevalent, or you think it kind of fades and everyone's like, "Oh, this is just something we have to do," and it becomes less and less obvious? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I think they'll probably monitor and see how it's going for a couple of weeks. And then I don't know. I, I just can't, I have a hard time seeing this happening every single game for the rest of the season. Yeah. 
Yeah. And well, then the speeding up the game and then you. Well, this isn't speeding it up. <laughs> yeah. At There's all. a lot of counterproductive things. But uh, the other thing that I don't like about it is every pitcher who gets checks gets checked after the inning, except for the closer. When the closer comes into the game in the ninth inning, in the bottom of the ninth, they get checked before they pitch, which doesn't seem right to me. I mean, those are obviously the most important three outs of the game. You're trying to finish it, and then now you have to, like, run in and then ruin your whole routine so you can show the umpire your hat, your glove. You're already warm, so now you're taking an extra 30 to a minute, 30 seconds to a minute to, like, get inspected, and then you have to lock it back in to go and close the game. Like, that's ridiculous to me. I think... If they close it out and they get the third out, then the umpire should just come out and then check the guy right before everyone goes through the line, and then you're good. Like, I don't understand that. What I guess that's preventing the closer from pitching if they found something, but what happens if they find something on a pitcher after an inning? They're not going to go back and... Yeah, and that was my Null and void the previous innings and say, oh, this game is called because we found something on this guy, whereas the closer... They just wouldn't allow him to pitch. And then what do you get someone else warm, I guess? And well, it just doesn't on. make that's That's what one of the umpires tonight, I asked him about that. And that's what he said. He's like, well, you know, we just don't, we want to make sure that he's not using it in the last inning to, you know, help win the game. I said, well, what about the innings three through seven? Like guys could be using it for that whole time, but they're not getting checked. Yeah. Like that, it doesn't make sense. Like, and if they do get checked, and they found that they had a substance on it, you don't go back and start the innings over. Like, it's after the fact. So why is it different for the closer than it is for the rest of the pitchers? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I wonder if things will shift and change. I don't know. As the games go on. It'll be interesting. And it's also going to be different between umpires, right? Like, they're going to... Yeah. Some guys will probably be looking a little harder than others. Yeah. You know? So it's just... uh, weird yeah we shall see it's not good it's not good for the game yeah like these inspections is not good for yeah i don't see baseball. it going that long but i don't know who knows who knows there's a lot of things like the shift that are going on <laughs> <for a long laughs> time. doc changed his mind he said he wants to ban the shift now oh well that? the ball tonight with that max hit well, Manny I mean, in even right, Manny's yeah. in right field. <laughs> I mean, even if Manny's not in right field, that ball's he probably just lines out to him playing on the dirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are the just one, the ones where you're like, oh. Yeah. The bad one was last night, the Beatty's ball that was like oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. soft line drive that would have yeah. been like 10 feet over the infielder's head. And yeah. it was just like a camp fly ball. Yeah. That one was tough. Well, I don't know. No more shift. Hit it the other way. <laughs> That's what I say. You don't like the shift? Beat it. I know. That's what I would do. I would honestly just put all my focus into bunting well, down the left field line. Get three or four hits the other way and they'll stop shifting you. Yeah. But someone was saying that that's a win in the eyes of the team if you shift and then someone bunts down the left field line you get on because they had to accept a single instead of a bigger hit, but a single is a like that's a win for the hitter. So you're not giving Yeah. The theory is is like, oh, if they want to hit take it that single and bunt, like that's better than him hitting a homer. But like Yeah, but the chances if a guy gets six hundred at bats and he hits <laughs> sixty homers, like then it's like one in every ten at bat. Yeah. Like come on. Like just because you don't shift him doesn't mean he's going to hit a homer. Yeah, it's a lot. So we had this discussion. I mean, we had this discussion in Pittsburgh when we were shifting guys like Adam Frazier and and uh, Kai Tom. And I honestly think that it makes those guys a better hitter because they can see the ball longer and try to shoot it the other way, and it actually makes them a better hitter. They're not up there trying to slug and hit homers anyway, so... I I mean, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. We don't. We're not shifting's not on our docket for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to table that. Oh, 
Well. Let's shift our thoughts. Let's shift our thoughts <laughs> before we go. All-star game voting. I'm having flashbacks to the final vote campaign. Yeah, this is so cool. We got like seven, eight guys that are uh, in a good position right now. But that doesn't mean that you should stop voting. But we got a lot of guys who, who can get on that final ballot. Yeah, so I think it's top three, move on. I don't know if they clear the votes at that point and then it starts over. Yeah, I don't know. That's just an all-out voting. Figure that out. If anyone knows, let us know. <laughs> I'm sure simple Google's. I can ask that guy's phone in Arizona. Hey Google, to search it for me. <laughs> but yeah, you did a cool. I still have no idea really what an NFT is. I feel like it's very abstract for my brain, and I just <laughs> it just does not compute. And I've sat on so many clubhouses with you and all of that, and it's a lot. But people are very excited about it. Yeah, so NFT stands for non-fungible token, which this is, is a whole other episode. A too. whole other episode, and uh, it's basically a way to have digital art and to keep track of it and where it goes. So, um, with the help of my agency, Vayner Sports, Vayner Baseball, uh, they came up with this idea that you know we can encourage maybe some people who aren't necessarily baseball fans, but are into the NFT world to get out and vote. And um, we put together a little special free NFT that if you vote, um, you'll get a free NFT sent to you, which is also cool because there's not a lot of free NFTs out there. You usually have to pay some good money for them. So this is a unique free one. I don't know how many baseball guys have, have done it yet. Um, some athletes have done some stuff. Danny Green did one. An Blazing NFT. the trail for baseball NFT guys. Yeah, Danny Green did one for his uh, NBA championship ring and sold it for a bunch of money. But it's kind of cool. It's innovative. It's it's a. I don't know enough about NFTs to really speak on it. So, but I'm excited to be a part of it and be one of the first guys to do it and continue to learn about it. Yeah. So they vote, and then when you finish doing your votes, you click. The Twitter share button. Yeah, so you fill out all the information on the bottom. You put your email and name and birth date, and then you share it on Twitter, and then you make sure you follow Justin Turner Foundation on Twitter. Um, JT Foundation 10. JT Foundation 10. <laughs> and then once the voting closes on Thursday, um, everyone who followed the rules will have their NFT sent out to them. That's exciting. Yeah. Hopefully I get some people into NFTs and start digging in and learning. and. Yeah. It's a good starter. And if it's free, it's for me. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All you have to do is click a few buttons, put in some info, and you could own your first NFT. There you go. Well, reminder, vote for the guys. Dodgers.com slash all-star. Pick all your faves. Pick all of them. All the Dodgers. Just pick them all. I think the first round of voting closes on the 24th at three o'clock pacific time thursday right is that thursday um, yes thursday and then i think they announced the f top three yep and, and then, then it gets real and then it's ugh, all out so all out we shall see <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just like it was like awkward silence right there. The mystery. Yeah. I know. All-star game voting is very strange, but it's you just have to go with it. I don't even know how they do it anymore. Like, I, I think the I know, starters I asked you are the other fan day votes, if you voted. and then I don't know what happens after that. I think it's a committee, so I think you guys will do it. Players do a vote as well. Like, you'll put down names, and then there's a committee that will also select. So it used to be very heavy on the manager, but then they didn't want it to be a team of all. So I think there was one year the Royals voted every single starter in. Yeah. And it was, it was basically crazy. the Royals starting lineup. That was in like 17, I think. Uh-huh. No. 16? I think it was the year after they won, maybe. 15? After they won or before? No, I think it was after they won, maybe like 15. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the Royals just starting it off. So I think they try to have a mix. But I really, I don't know. Honestly, I, I really want to, 
I think it'd be amazing to be an all-star and go and represent the Dodgers, but I, I really want to see Otani in the home run derby in Coors Field in person. Oh, right. I know. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to hit some balls maybe out of that stadium. I've seen Edwin Rios has hit a ball out of the stadium in BP, so I, it'd be interesting to see absurd Otani there. I know, and he doesn't get to play there a lot, so. No, and the ball, like, I think the home run derby balls are super juiced, so they go really far. Yeah. So that would be... Really cool. Well, dodgers.com slash all-star. Vote it up. And that's going to do it. Are we done? We got to wrap it up. Yeah. We got a little chatty. We got a little carried away. But um, make sure you guys are subscribing to the podcast and Apple Podcast users. Friendly reminder, rate and review us on there. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys. Bye. Bum 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 b